Hi, I'm Steve Acuna, your host of the 30-Minute Sage, your source of practical advice to move forward through corporate and life changes. I come to you as a certified professional in change management and life coaching with over 25 years of boots on the ground and leadership experience that spans five corporate industries. This podcast explores the challenges of leading corporate teams through change with the audacious goal to apply techniques and wisdoms that go well beyond the workplace and into daily life. Along the way, I will share my successes and failures, my learnings and my truths as I continue to transcend corporate life and apply my personal mission to raise consciousness that activates the power of our human community. Welcome to the 30-Minute Sage. Now let's get started. Welcome to Episode 6, Change Communication Essentials, How to Carry a Tough Message, and Coaching Others Through Change. Hey, before we get into the content, let's talk about the format of the podcast. First off, the podcast is casual, so it's like a conversation. This cuts down on heavy production and helps me to focus on sharing and content. In this episode, I'll explore how to communicate about changes, how to set up and successfully share tough messages, and details on how to be an effective coach as a service to those that are affected by change. It's my hope that you test these ideas and apply what makes sense for your situation. That process I call finding your inner sage. As always, I will share a takeaway for each segment so you have something you can reflect on afterwards. Please don't forget to send comments, hit the like button, and share it with others to help promote the podcast. And finally, this podcast is not therapy. Change management can be emotionally charged, so if you're not emotionally okay, please seek the professional assistance you need. Professional therapy has helped me and my family through tough times. So remember, it's okay to not be okay. All right, let's get into segment one, change communication essentials. Hey, so in this segment, I want to talk a little bit about how important communication is uh, overarching and and how we think about communication in relation to change management projects at work, but also communication just in general and how we think about uh, use of our words and the intention and messages to help make a change or a difference in a positive way in this world. So first off with communications uh, from a workplace perspective, let's start there. Uh, communications is critically important because everything we do is manifesting into some type of way of communicating or information that's being communicated to folks that are affected by change or folks that just really need to understand what's going on. And so the intentional aspect of communication is really just that, making sure that we're being clear, concise, timely, uh, honest with communications and as, as transparent as possible. I know that transparency can be related to, you know, things that really need to be cascaded as far as communications. And I'll talk about that in a, a little bit later. But ultimately, what it comes down to is communication is really the end product of every work effort, everything that we think about creating in this world lands in some type of or some form of communication. And that's for ourselves. And sometimes the the voice that we have in our own minds about what we communicate to ourselves, as well as how we communicate to others and how others respond to that through the clarity of expectations, as well as just the understanding of where they stand in regards to that change or that particular possible disruption that the communication is also uh, exhibiting or talking about. 
these kinds of principles are really universal when it comes to how we think about communications and how effective it can be to help us manifest positive things in this world. So let's start here, you know, be self-reflective, you know, self-reflectiveness is really the activity of thinking of your own feelings and behaviors and the reasons that may lie behind those feelings and behaviors. When you communicate things, it's important to understand where you stand in regards to what you're communicating. Uh, one of the biggest challenges that we face, and I'll talk about this in the second segment, uh, but I'll, I'll touch on it here, is communicating things that you're not quite behind yet. Like as a leader, sometimes you have to communicate things just because of the timeliness nature, and you yourself as a leader might be having trouble with what the what the communication is saying. You might not be all the way there to acceptance for what you have to say in regards to what the business needs. And that's a really tough spot, but that's why we have leaders. That's why leaders are in those positions to have uh, that you know discomfort. And it's a healthy discomfort, by the way. But ultimately, these are the types of things that leaders and individuals find they're up against when it comes to communications and the effectiveness of it. You can have a great work effort. You can do everything right and have an excellent, you know, top-notch, world-class type of project or effort or even just plan. And it could be outside of work and just like a plan or, or thing that you have in mind to create. All of that could be thrown to the winds when it comes to uh, having a poor communication plan to support it. So in other words, you can have a great uh, effort but if you fumble the communication, sometimes it doesn't make much of a difference how good that effort was. So be intentional that communication and, and what you communicate is a product of the work that you're, that you're doing and supporting. So that's a very important thing that I've seen in my own experiences when it comes to communication. As far as communication and timing goes, uh, you know, I remember a story. I have a story, quick one, uh, which is I, I remember uh, managing a team. And uh, there was this big reorganization that took place and it, it didn't affect my team in particular, but it affected a lot of teams that we worked with. And the interesting thing about it is I found out about that change at the same exact time as my team. And so imagine that my team was was having a bunch of questions about what the implications of this change is. And they're kind of knocking on my office door going like, Hey, do you have some information on this? And I literally have nothing to offer them because I'm still processing it myself. So if anything, if anything, when it comes to communications, make sure that you're cascading communications in a way that help individuals that have to carry the message and, or have to answer questions. Uh, from folks that are affected by those changes. In this case, we weren't affected directly, but because it was an indirect type of situation, there were a lot of questions on how we re-engage with teams that were shuffled up and, and changed or people that were possibly even in different roles. And so that kind of confusion was very much uh, something that could have been avoided with a good communication plan and just cascading. I would have been happy if I would have found out, you know, even just a half an hour or an hour before uh, everyone else, because it would have given me some time to process what questions I have in my head and how I can formulate some support for my team or some ideas about how we can offset any risks based off of what was communicated in this reorganization. So it's a really simple, uh, and some uh, some folks that might be listening might have had similar experiences. Well, if we if we know how that feels, then think about what what the simple things are to just to just avoid it. 
You know, a communication plan, critically important. And when I say communication plan, I want to cover off some basics. That is really kind of uh, a way for you to think about and time related what steps you're taking to make sure people are informed. Usually there's this whole concept of this top, top down type of thing where, you know, leaders know more of what's going on, maybe not so much information wise, but at least they have it sooner. This helps leaders to really process and to uh, gain a little bit of insight before people start to ask questions. So there's, there's a little bit more confidence in the way that things are being prepared for. Uh, the more time that you have for leaders to understand that, the better, obviously, because they'll have better understanding of, of where they stand in this, as far as what's being communicated. Also, prepare those things, you know, uh, uh, you know, frequently asked questions or FAQ type of documents that anticipate the questions that would be asked. Um, write them down, get some answers from the experts so that you have kind of a ready-made talking points list uh, for those that are going to have to carry the message after the announcement. Okay. And that's your managers, your directors, and your leaders uh, help them to be successful. Okay. Those are very basic things, you know, that we need to do. Uh, but managing each communication has to be done with full awareness, intention, and, for, and very important with integrity and helping them be successful is a key component there, okay? Um, and also, the information that you're sharing needs to be relevant. Uh, you need to think about folks that are affected by the change or what the message is. Make sure they are they understand the words and the scenarios of, of what you're communicating, how the scenarios of their work are actually affected by what you're communicating. Know these things ahead of time and be as transparent as possible. Tell people about the struggle, you know, um, that this is perhaps a change that's difficult, uh, if it is, uh, and and make sure people understand that that's acknowledged. And it's something that, that as a, a group, an organization, as a team, uh, that everyone's working through together to support each other uh, to move forward and to establish those changes in a way that makes sense for the business so that we can keep performance high. Okay, so just some basics that I want to just make sure uh, are covered off. Something that's not so basic is the whole idea about what you are communicating and what the, the response is that you would like to see. First off, don't don't force acceptance if you don't have to, unless it's a compliance related issue where it's like a, a, a safety issue or something that's dangerous. You know, these kinds of things really they need some time. They need to to breathe a little bit, if you will, and just make sure that people understand that there is an expectation to accept uh, that we have to accept based off of business needs. But don't force it. Don't don't uh, lock people into anticipate because that emotion component is something that might take a little bit more time than just a, an email sent out and hoping that everyone just jumps in and just accepts everything. That's just not reality. We have to. We do need to work with people to make sure that they understand uh, the expectations, but also just make sure that they themselves have time to process these changes. Uh, so forcing acceptance could actually give you a lot more resistance in some cases, especially if it's unnecessary. So this brings me to takeaway number one, and it's it's really kind of a, maybe it's a, an action that I'd like to, to test with everyone here and to, to try out. Uh, so here it is. It's simple. Today, take time to listen to someone in need, communicate a positive, honest, and supportive message from the heart, and then let it go, knowing that you've set positive manifestation in motion that will collectively shape all that this world needs. So again, it's simple. Today, take time to listen to someone in need, communicate a positive, honest, and supportive message from the heart, and then let it go, knowing that you've set a positive manifestation in motion that will collectively shape 
all that this world needs. So we as human beings can collectively manifest things through our words, our messages, and how we think about those things. So make sure that what you communicate is something you also believe, something that inspires you. And when you have that kind of experience uh, with what your message is, then you will be so much more influential, but also inspirational. And you're also going to bring a new way for folks to think about that message meaning and what they can do with it. So what I mean by that is they'll carry that message with that energy, with that intention, with that positiveness that you are you are filling it with. So just keep this in mind, keeping it simple and making sure that it's an intentional act every single day helps us to manifest new things in this world because collectively as human beings, we have power to manifest things through our messages, through the words we use, through the communications that we take accountability for and keep it positive. We need more of that in this world. So try this takeaway out. It's a simple way to manifest positivity for the individual, the family, the business, the society, the nation, and even the world. All right, let's get into segment two, how to carry a tough message. Now, this is a really interesting subject because it's it's one that I think every leader, every person that has to, in the workplace and outside of the workplace, has to deal with, you know, sharing information that's hard for someone to hear uh, or setting, sending a message or, or, or stating a message that is really a tough one when it comes to the person's ability to accept it right off the bat. Uh, I've been in a lot of these kinds of situations over the years when it comes to carrying tough messages from reorganization announcements, sometimes it even related to past uh, years ago, past lay- layoffs. And uh, as a leader, somebody who cares about people, it's really sometimes really heart wrenching, you know, to have to share information that, you know, is going to have an emotional impact on that individual uh, in a personal way. So in the last segment, I, I kind of threw the, the, the kitchen sink at you. I, you know, I talked about basics of communication that I think we just need to, I need to say sometime when I talk about communications, just some basic things that we need to do uh, to be responsible uh, as leaders or as individuals that are carrying messages of change or, or anything that's going to create perhaps even disruption. So, you know, leaders finding out uh, late in the game, very bad, you know, these kinds of situations really are avoidable. And some of the basics really do cover those things off. Um, We also need to think about, you know, the positive impacts uh, that you can create through your communications, even if it's a tough message, you know, Um, and I think that that's something I really want to kind of unpack a bit more as we get into this segment. But first off, when when I talk about tough messages, what, what could that be? So when I talk about, you know, tough messages, let's talk a little bit about some examples. Some of the examples in the past that I, I already talked about, one of them is like a reorganization. Uh, I've I've had to uh, work through layoffs uh, and have to actually carry those messages to individuals that I truly care about and are truly skilled individuals. And uh, you know, business decisions created these situations, and they were tough. You know, they were really tough. Uh, other messages, uh, your own change. Like uh, I've had to. I carry a message where, you know, I'm I'm actually transitioning to a different role or something of that sort. My team 
um, was was used to me and and recognized my style and knew that they were going to have to be going through some changes that they didn't really anticipate in some cases. So other messages could be you know outside of the workplace where it comes to just information that needs to be shared with family members or a relationship or things like that that really create uh, this anxiety of. Uh, an anticipation of what that person's response is going to be. Tough messages, you know, there's a lot of examples of that kind of stuff. But I think some there's some very fundamental things that I think are really important when it comes to sharing tough messages. First of all, you got to be clear and state the message, uh, you know, in a way that people will understand, you know, the the basics of what is necessary from this message, so what is expected from this message, right? Uh, being clear and slow it down, slow down. Uh, that's a really big, important aspect because I think that, you know, the anticipation of sharing information that's tough sometimes just kind of amps. For me, I'll speak in the I language, it kind of amps me up a little bit. You know, I kind of rehearse a little bit too much in my head. And I, I kind of have this like way of thinking about it as like a script or something. And it's, it's it, it, you know, when, when you can stop doing that and actually relate it in a slow pace, that's normal communication style, people just understand and recognize that you're not scripting the situation. You're actually trying to just uh, share something that's also tough for you to share, right? As a leader, as a, as a friend, as a, you know, in a relationship, whatever it is, you know, those kinds of situations. So be clear and state the message and then just slow down, you know, slow down. And then I'm going to say this is very important. Stop talking, stop talking as soon as you can. When you say the message, actually stop talking. Let people speak and let silence be okay. Be uncomfortable in the silence to let that person feel and understand what's going on in their minds. And you can ask the question, you know, what are your thoughts and leave it, let them process. And it might take some time. It might come back and say, I, I really can't share thoughts right now. I need to come back to you later. Um, and maybe we could talk later. That's fine. When you stop talking, you're allowing that person some space and you just breathe, you know, just take the deep breaths and just wait and just allow that person to share what they want to share at that moment. Okay. So very important, especially if it's one that's emotionally charged, right? Acknowledge the person's feelings. Once they start to state how they feel about the situation, they might be angry, acknowledge the person's feelings, but don't try to coax them to accept it yet. Okay. So it's important to allow that person to feel what they feel and allow that, that to go through the system, if you will. Uh, so don't try to force acceptance. That's another thing too. I, I think that sometimes individuals, I know in the past when I kind of the immature Steve, when early in the days of my, my business, I was always selling, you know, trying to sell ideas and, you know, ben, the benefits of change, the benefit of this message, that's a tough message, but there are, there's an upside, you know, that kind of stuff too soon in a conversation just kind of creates a, a situation where it just doesn't make a lot of sense for that person. Allow them the space and give them the, and honor that space in a way that helps them to know that it's okay to feel what you feel. Okay. And just be there, hold space, allow that to come through the system and don't react to it in a personal way, because then that becomes less about the, the message and much more about you and how you're acting in this process. And you don't need to complicate the situation for something that's already difficult for someone. Okay. So all of these things are critically important when it comes to managing the way we think about tough messages, but they will never be easy. So don't try to pretend like they will be. When you are thinking about tough messages that you have to carry to someone in whatever situation it is, just know that it's just going to be tough. 
And it's not going to be positive in the most cases with people. They're going to have a, a, a an emotional reaction that is going to feel abrasive, you know. And in many cases, if you are an individual that tends to be more empathetic, you know, it's hard to separate your own emotions when you feel that from somebody else. And so those kinds of things really make it hard. Just accept the fact that it's going to be as, as good as it can get, right? But what's most important is about what you do within the process to support somebody that's going through that situation. So I'm going to bring you to, to takeaway number two now. So takeaway number two is when someone is processing a difficult message, stop talking, focus on listening, and honor the reality of the person's emotions. Later, as the person gets closer to acceptance, it's time to speak more, inspire from the heart and reinforce the positive progress of their journey. So again, when someone is processing a difficult message, stop talking, focus on listening, and honor the reality of the person's emotions. Later, as the person gets closer to acceptance, it's time to speak more, inspire from the heart, and reinforce the positive progress of their journey. So try this out when it comes to tough messages. I'm I'm not going to say that it's going to make your message your messaging any easier. This is the hard work. But what's most important is the space that you hold so that people can process the change or process the message. Allow that to go through. Allow the emotions to go through. Allow the person to be validated in feeling the way they do. And then let that person go through that that curve of change, that way of getting to acceptance. And they're going to they may take some time. Time is critically important, and it allows people to heal from change and difficult messages. Allow it to happen. Allow space for it. And honor the fact that the individual is making progress. Celebrate it. Make sure that you you reinforce it in a way that that person knows that you are so proud of them for the progress that they've made to deal with such a difficult situation. All right, let's get into segment three, coaching others through change. So what is coaching and why is it so important in moving people forward and accepting change communications and and just difficult messaging? You know, coaching is a different type of support for individuals. And I think in many cases it gets confused with mentoring. And mentoring is another form of support that individuals, uh, a lot of times they find a mentor to help them understand better ways to build their career path or to help them develop in different skill sets, maybe in leadership or other things. So, you know, but mentoring is really about an individual that's a mentor really is about talking with the person Um, really kind of identifying the needs of the individual and offering advice and discussion about uh, opportunities and possibilities. So there's this kind of uh, mutual discussion plan based off of the mentor having experiences that will help the individuals to develop and, and grow in that way. And so mentoring is really great. I mean, I think it's a fantastic way for individuals to, especially if you're newer in your career and you're looking for someone that can help guide you just through situations that could be full of pitfalls, you know, it's just, a and also from a mentoring standpoint, it's really rewarding work, right? It's, it helps you to kind of share what you've learned 
it kind of gives a, a little bit more of a value statement of all the challenges that you've gone through as a mentor, all the things that you've learned, uh, difficult circumstances, and it's giving it's giving you an opportunity to teach. It's giving you an opportunity to to educate people and to to also rediscover all of the things that you've accomplished, you know, um, and, and acknowledge them for yourself. So mentorship is a really great thing, but it's not, it's not coaching. Coaching is, is very different in the respects that it's not about talking with the person, uh, uh, that has identified needs, uh, and wants to learn from you. It's about more listening to a person and really helping them to identify what they need and create action plans that support their progress forward. Okay, that's a very important difference. So again, it's not about the sharing your own experiences. So a lot of what I'm ta- talking about here is is really looking and exploring what the possibilities are, but helping people to unlock that for themselves. Okay, the emphasis here is really uh, not you suggesting solutions but really helping the individual to discover those solutions themselves and to take action themselves. So the output of coaching is really about developing, helping the individual to develop action plans that achieve the goals that they're seeking, okay? Achieve the the results that they're seeking for the goals that they have. That's a better way to say that. So uh, I want to make that distinction clear because I, I feel like there's a lot of, you know, kind of inner inner related elements there, but I think that there's also confusion sometimes about what the difference is. Now, this segment's really about this. How do you coach people through change? How do you help them understand and unlock the potential for them to uh, gain acceptance of change? Well, first of all, with, with coaching, sticking with that kind of definition and focus area, it's really about asking questions about what the individual feels the opportunities are. So in other words, instead of providing the answers, you're asking really smart questions that are open-ended and you're using silence a lot to really understand, uh, help that person to understand where they, where they are within this particular challenge, right? So open questions such as, you know, what are the opportunities that you see in this situation? You know, how do you, how do you feel about, uh, helping yourself through this situation? What would the steps be that you would take first? Like these kinds of questions really help the person to think about the circumstances they're in and to also identify ways for them to move forward in those circumstances. Okay. So it's very important for coaches to, to recognize that there are some kind of guardrails about what coaching is and mentorship. Now it's not a bad idea to, to just, you know, mix them in many respects, depending on circumstances. But if you're actually talking talking about true coaching and you want to be much more specific about that as a service to folks or, or what you're trying to drive, it's not about what, what uh, solutions you have in mind for the person. It's about what solutions they need to discover for themselves so that they can take accountability for the direction and they can also feel the benefits of accomplishing those outcomes. Okay, So that's a really big point as well is that you're helping people to grow from the inside. And it's really great to be that type of person, specifically with change and difficult messaging. So what does that mean? That means actually stop talking like the last segment. It's not about how articulate you are or all the answers or being the smartest person in the room when it comes to, you know, uh, trying to drive uh, solutions. Okay. Also, I'll say that in the workplace, you know, it's hard to actually, you know, be a pure coach. 
because you're there because of your experiences, uh, your expertise and your know-how. So, you know, asking open-ended questions all the time of people that are looking for answers because you are the expert, uh, not the best opportunity for you to show up well. I think it's really important to make sure you know when to coach versus when to mentor or to actually just be a great expert in the room uh, that's needed. So don't get those things confused. You know, if you're working for an organization that's hired you because of your expertise in change management or communications or your ability to help people through difficult situations, whatever it is, you know, make sure you show up in that way. But when you have your coaching hat on, it's important for you to acknowledge the fact that you are not taking the actions as the coach. You are helping to unlock and and helping an individual unlock and discover what actions are necessary for that person to move forward through a difficult, uh, challenging change or uh, how to accept a, a, a difficult message. Okay, so so this brings me to takeaway number three. Coaching others through change can empower a person's ability to grow, not by removing the challenges they face, but by helping the person to take action on their own to discover their own resiliency. So again, coaching others through change can empower a person's ability to grow, not by removing the challenges they face, but by helping them to take action to discover their own resiliency. So coaching is a critically important skill set to develop, especially if you're an individual that's helping someone through change. It really does empower those individuals to find new possibilities and new solutions for themselves, and it help, helps them to hold themselves accountable to the actions they need to take to make sure that progress is sustained and solid for themselves into the future. All right, let's go ahead and do a summary of our episode. In segment one, change communication essentials, I talked about effective communication attributes such as timeliness, relevancy, relatability, and honesty. I also talked about preparing leaders that carry the message and how important it is to not force acceptance right up front unless it's a safety or formal compliance requirement. I left this segment with a takeaway, which was really a call to action, which was, It's simple. Today, take time to listen to someone in need, communicate a positive, honest, and supportive message from the heart, and then let it go, knowing that you've set positive manifestation in motion that will collectively shape all that this world needs. In segment two, how to carry a tough message, I covered how critically important it is to listen and to acknowledge the emotions that come through the person receiving a tough message the importance to hold space and to use silence to allow the person to process and to shift your support to positive reinforcement as the person gets closer to acceptance of the message, which can take time. The takeaway was, when someone is processing a difficult message, stop talking, focus on listening, and honor the reality of the person's emotions. Later, as the person gets closer to acceptance, it's time to speak more, inspire from the heart, and reinforce the positive progress of their journey. And finally, in segment three, coaching others through change, I clarified the differences between mentoring and coaching, specifically how coaching empowers the individual to discover their own solutions to move forward through the use of open-ended questions. I also emphasized the importance of the individual taking accountability for themselves through their own action planning in order to gain the full value from their efforts and progress. 
The takeaway was, coaching others through change can empower a person's ability to grow, not by removing the challenges they face, but by helping the person to discover their own resiliency. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to you joining me next time. Mm-hmm.